So last year we changed our gardening strategy and we moved our garden from in front of the house to behind the house. We'll onto our own property, right? <coughs> um, onto property. Welcome to the Journey to Here podcast. I'm Em. And I'm Dee. Here we chat about life skills, business, growing and building. We hope to inspire you on your journey to here. Wherever you're here may be. And good morning. And welcome. To another episode of the Journey to Here podcast. <laughs> Wherever you're here may be. So where is here going to take us this morning? Hopefully this morning. I have no cooking clue. What do you mean? Well, okay, so should we draw a picture for people about what we're doing today and why we're doing it? Let's, are we energetic gardeners? I think that's the first question. I'm a very lazy gardener and I'm also a very trusting and faithful gardener. I think we've told this to people. I, I like planting things and I have full, utter faith and belief that everything will be okay. And it is usually all good and okay. Until our cat says it's now time to go out and see what the weather's like out there. So we're going to pause. We're going to pause for a bit here at this juncture. A pause. True to cat form, Sia has decided she's not going outside now. That was just a scratch on the door to annoy us. Mm. I don't think she enjoys us recording these episodes because mm, we're not okay. worshipping her when yeah, we do that. Something like that. Yeah. Cats, what's the thing? Dogs have owners and cats have slaves. Yes. Something like that. Okay, but anyway, um, we were talking about me being a very faithful and believing and trusting God. Now, I, I put things in the ground and I have absolute faith that they will turn out to grow. And they miraculously do without me watering them, without me looking after them. It's it's a miracle every time. Yes, the miracle has a name, but let's <laughs> not go there. Okay, Sia <laughs> is now doing the, the door scratch again. Okay, one of the things that one needs to understand in this house, the cats are way above humans, and anyone that has cats, I think, understands this concept. So let us let Sia out. Again. Should I sing that song? As you I, I think we have been treated to... Some, yes, vocal excellence. So hit it again. Okay, so when when the cat went out, you told her to go and catch a mouse. So there's a song to this. Catch a running mouse and put it in your tummy. Save it for a hungry day. Nah. Yeah, as South Africans, we would normally call that biltong. But mouse and rat biltong, I don't think really mm -mm. works that well. Anyway, so... If our audience hasn't yet gathered, we're talking about gardening. Now, let's talk about last year's gardening and the last couple of years. That's been tough because neither of us, are, well, particularly me, reminding our audience that one of the things I said that I would not do when uh, Dee and I met was to garden. Because hmm. one of the three things on that list, Nicole Source talks about her three things, that was one of my three things to not do. Anyway, long story short, and I think we're going to share some of this on our YouTube channel. I'm going to put up some 
little time lapses that we've done of our gardening exploits. But anyway, last year. It's not year, normal. It's not like you usually we see are not normal. pretty YouTube videos with people who have gardens that are all lined up nicely and frames. And That's not us, dudes. I That's do, not I, us. I do like it. It's not that I don't like it. But our terrain does not yet lend itself to that. And especially this time of year, you look out and it's got this beautiful lush winter green. And yeah, it's not going to stay like that in the heat of summer. This place gets really, really, really dry and really, really, really warm. So one of our ideas with gardening this year is to actually start it a little bit earlier so that in the heat of summer, when everything wants to die, we can actually say it's okay, you can die now. Or if the peppers and the tomatoes don't want to put flowers out, it's actually okay. So let's come back to what we are planning to do today well, to get the season starting a bit earlier. I just want to remind our listeners that temperate does not mean pleasant. <laughs> no. It doesn't mean even temperatures. I really, mm-hmm. as a kid, I thought temperate, oh, that sounds lovely. Nope, nope, nope. No, no, it means Effing cold and effing hot. Anyway, this that's the family-friendly version of what I've just said there. Is fabulously hot and fabulously cold. Exactly. exactly. There we go. The effing effing. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. Trrr, so last year, we changed our gardening strategy and we moved our garden from in front of the house to behind the house. We'll, onto our own property, right? <laughs> Um, onto property that okay where we live property borders yeah borders they they are guidelines one of the reasons we love living here we have a garden that we have no idea how big it is because we do not have a fence between our garden and the bush we're in the bush and Strictly speaking, we have a little over 3,000 square meters. What's that in other... Oh, it's I under it's a, an acre. It's about. under an acre. It's 0.6 of an acre, 0.6 something of an acre. But we have access to as much land as we need to use to grow stuff and that we can protect from tomato predators, a.k.a. our puppies. Anyway, long <laughs> a true story that, which we'll talk about at a later stage. But last year we moved our garden to behind the house and... We try and operate on a no-till system, not because we are super green or anything like that. It's just, who wants to till stuff over? Did you notice I said stuff and not the other word that starts with an S? When we don't have to till stuff over, that works. We're a bit like Ruth Stout. She was a lazy gardener. We're trying to follow in her footsteps. So what are we doing today? We are preparing. Uh, Up until now, we've been the workers. That's the other thing. And this year we like stuff it. We're going to hire workers. We're going to hire two-legged creatures as well. Yeah, two-legged creatures. Yeah, two two legs good, four legs bad. No, four legs good. Two. No, no. Except for the ducks and chickens. Anyway, long story short, anyone that's read Animal Farm, you may just get that if you're an Orwell fan. But long story short, who are we hiring? Well, we still need to figure out if they are for rent. Rent a chick. I think that. Fortune has shined on us, and I think we might be able to borrow our workers, but I don't think we'll be able to dispatch them if they don't work because they won't really be ours. No. You need to explain to people what you're talking about. This sounds cruel and horrible. And Okay, so there is an animal. It is a wonder animal. It has two legs. It has feathers. 
and it makes really funny sounds like and they go around on their two legs and they have these little plows at the end of their legs. That's why, just to spoil the fun on this, it's called chicken tractoring because that works like a tractor. It scrapes and mm. shovels and can hurt you if you're not careful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we're putting these workers in. So today we will be preparing their compound, which is a greenhouse. So they're going to start in there. The idea is to put them in the greenhouse first. And because we are sitting theoretically at the end of the winter, we are preparing for the final cold snap that will probably hit us in the next week or so. But we're going to put the workers, a.k.a. chickens, into the greenhouse first. I have to build them a coop. I need to explain that we can't have them here until we have a coop because we have predators from all angles and of all types. We have loads of birds of prey. We have loads of... Okay, that's the other cat who is inside that is now, I think, trying to switch my computer on. Sweetie, it's not a work day. It's a work in the garden day. If you want to come plow with us, you're welcome. You can come build the greenhouse. I'm going to build the greenhouse and prep to have our workers in. And we will probably, if this is successful, I think this is the way we're going to do our garden, is we're going to track to the chickens. Because the good thing is they're fairly cheap, their wages are low, and if they stop working, off with their heads. Oh, goodness. That's a bit of Alice in Wonderland there. Off with their heads! Off with their heads! Yeah. Okay. Okay, yes. We're going off color here. Sweeney Todd. Here we go. What else are we doing today? What have we got to do in order to put this greenhouse up? We need to trim the trees next to where we want to put it. What trees are those? Mm, I think they... Maybe wild plum trees, but they're quite old now. You can see many of their branches are dead and too tall for proper ventilation and growing and all of that. It's it's old trees. They were here when we got here. It's time for them to be replaced at some stage with something that wants to grow there, I guess. But that's the beauty of here as well. We've got this mini forest in the back of our property where other plum trees are starting to come up and we haven't seen them produce anything yet, but it's pretty and they're happy there. So this is more a wind barrier than it is for fruit trees itself. So and a will, sun barrier. And a sun barrier for summer because it's really, really warm here, as we said earlier. So the shade of those trees does help in summer. So today we're just going to trim the trees a bit so they don't harm the greenhouse that we're going to put up. And the idea is that the greenhouse, where it's going to be put down now, is going to be where the chickens are going to first prepare for us a little bit. It would have been ideal if we could have done this in autumn, for example, and had them in there in autumn to get rid of the lost greenery and if there was still anything growing and tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff. It would have been ideal, so I think and I hope that that's what we're going to do this year is at the end of the growing season actually put fences up and have the chickens go in there and start preparing and just getting the soil ready for the next year. To and grow. and turning all the old sort of green matter into poop. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. 
we're not embarrassed about talking about chicken bodily functions, are we? I'm getting the look here. I'm really glad that this is only audio and not visual. Yes, yeah, I'm getting the look. I'm really getting the look. Oh, and the head in hands on knee kind of thing. Do we need to take a break here so that you can compose yourself? Okay, this is a quick commercial break where we're going to talk about rabbits' rapid razor blades. No, we're not. We're just taking a break. And after that word from our sponsors, who were not rabbits' rapid razor blades, but rather... I dare you to say that ten times. In backwards. Or backwards. Just yeah, say no, it ten times. No, no, not, not going to do that. It's a tongue twister. Yeah, I haven't had my second coffee, so it's not mm. going to happen. Before I really took the conversation off color and took it down Sh to another. Shall we actually tell people what had to happen now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's all yours. Uh, we actually paused and I had to re-listen to this because I wasn't sure that this is at all appropriate. Appropriate, But I'm comfortable with it. I think I think it's appropriate again. Yeah, we Look, we're not serious people, but that was a bit bad even for us. But I think we can let it go. I think it I think be our, absolutely ideal. I think our audience by now should be getting sort of closer to us Maybe at a, a distance. Maybe used to it. Maybe. Our friends are used to this kind of banter. Look, and I this. still have to just concentrate on all the eases and orses and wases and wurses. Who's <laughs> so today we are going to well we hope to we hope to put up our greenhouse at least a frame we've had a windy day yesterday and this morning was breezy so we definitely don't want our greenhouse to fly away from us it was rather expensive uh, but it's Okay, you haven't canned beans for a while. Oh, man. But I do plan on planting beans. But I don't know if I should plant them in the greenhouse. I think they should just go outside. But anyway, we're going to put up the frame for the greenhouse. That's plan A. And then plan B is going to be to start building this chicken house where we're going to keep rented chicks. <laughs> we rent our chicks in this place. Okay, rent the We're going to put a red light in there. Uh, some, well, a heat lamp. And play uh, what? Uh, okay, enough not now. Barry we're Manilow. not going to force this one again. the other guy with a deep voice? Uh, my first, my last, my everything. Ali McBeal. Yes, I know. Who was the voice? The golden voice. We will remember now. Oh, yeah. oh no, and I so can see gonna, him doing his moves as well yeah, on the dance floors. We're going to create this, Who is this love house for the chickens. <laughs> okay, enough now. <laughs> Please, enough now. So we need to explain to people quickly why we are even able to do this joking rented chick. Because it does tie in a little bit with our previous episode. It ties in a lot with our previous episode. I think we need to just quickly explain to people again what this little thing with the chickens are really about. We've been planning on getting chickens in for a long time and a friend of mine said to me the other day, it's really not that difficult, they're actually easy, we overcomplicate it, we being humans in general, as long as the chicken has a dry space and out of the wind and is fed, it will be fine. But we are, 
I think just overcomplicating it here because we know that we had no way for them to stay that was safe. And, and because we do know predators is a big thing. But now we have the plan of the greenhouse and fencing and all of and, that. And we have puppies we are, and, and that are now becoming, or, they, even though they're still quite, quite frankly puppies, they chase the jackal. They actually chase them now. We're going to have to just explain to them that these chickens are not lunch and explain to them that they have a job now to protect them we'll get there i i think our puppies are smart enough to understand that we mentioned in a previous episode that we would like to see people come to the village and help especially the older folk here who are struggling to get things done and now we have a lady in our village whose husband passed in this last week and I don't know whether the trip that she's got to go to hospital was planned before all of this happened and whether it's just a case of get out of here and have a change of scenery. But she's now going for an eye operation in a different village slash city. City, yeah. In the city. So over the weekend, earlier this weekend, you helped them move the chickens to someone else for basically safeguarding while she's not going to be here and another person in our village is going to look after her puppies but the thing is she's got all these things that she is looking after and and we prepared her garden at the end of autumn we actually climbed in because she's not up to it anymore and we went and cleared her garden it was a couple of days of work but it was nice we had podcasts playing in the background so it was cool we we just realize again, and, and if you haven't listened to this previous episode, we called it Rest With Your Hands. And it's an invitation for people who feel like getting involved in a community, learning new skills and making a positive difference to reach out and see how we can connect you to come here and have a look at how people live in a different environment from what you are probably used to. And especially with older people who have so much knowledge and skills that I know they really would like to pass on to someone else. And there's an opportunity here to do that. And let's face facts. What we've learned about gardening is a blend of what we've learned from the podcasters we listen to regarding permaculture principles and then the wealth of local knowledge. And we're blending both of those techniques, we would not be able to do what we do without the the experience and the involvement with the local community. And we've now been involved in a couple of old people's gardens yeah. around the village. And that's how we've learned. And it's not that we agree with everything they do. We, we often have these conversations and we say they would, for example, scrape together everything after the grow season and put it on a pile outside of their property and just burn it, which we don't agree with because we see that as organic matter that can go back into the soil. And our garden this last winter, if it was green, you would think that things are still growing because you still have pepper plants knee high. They did, but we haven't done anything with them because we have a certain way of thinking of how that's going to work for the new season. If those material is still in the ground it means that soil life should be already much healthier than if you just had bare earth 
And we're going to now, it's a bit late, but we're going to put the two-legged workers in there to plow it up for us. And yeah, that, and, and I think that's what we <clears throat> said earlier. We It would have been ideal for us if we could have had the chickens in earlier, November maybe, for winter growing. And if you're in the southern hemisphere, probably around May. Because they can get rid of all the seeds that may drop off things that you don't want growing again and obviously there's always some fruits and vegetables growing later than when you want to pick them they maybe would be frost damaged but still be fine for the chickens to eat and the chickens would love being able to do that so i think a year from now it's going to be really interesting for us to see how our way of working on this garden is going to improve hopefully our soil life and the life of these chickens as well because we don't see it done at all um, around here with the people that we see that for the people that we see that have gardens or have chickens or any of that so we hope to employ different strategies and see what can happen with them yeah most of the people in this village work on a coop and run system and that run is just completely barren because the chickens are always in the same place they don't track to them at all we haven't seen there's a lot of free ranging coop and run and then kind of free ranging their chickens letting them into their gardens but it's like where their the runs are is barren and mm. and you know we're trying to employ the rotation kind of method i mean the the fencing that we bought on friday was nylon fencing so that we can move it's not electrified but Mm-mm. it was so that we can keep moving their coop their or rather their well their coop and their run and, and their run and the coop that uh, I will start building today will have wheels so that it can be moved around thanks to Billy Bond yeah Billy Bond is awesome <laughs> another show that uh, is well worth checking out yes. uh, is the uh, Billy Bond's channel yeah yes. absolutely I think with what we're going to try and do here as well is start small. Yeah, absolutely. And just get an idea of exactly how much damage I think a chicken can really do. I remember growing up, they would completely decimate any garden you would want to have in. So for us this year, it's about fencing off the garden for the puppies not to eat atomoras again. Puppies eat tomorrows, they will. They do. And Miriam loves them green. Miriam loves them green. Miriam is one of our puppies. She's gorgeous. And the other thing, obviously, is to just keep mm-hmm. the chickens out. Because we do have strawberries, and I'm excited about them. But I'm also excited now about the greenhouse and having maybe a vertical growing system for strawberries. We've not really spoken a lot about this greenhouse yet. So why don't you give our audience an idea of what that's going to look like inside? You know, we're, yes. putting, we're going to put drip feed in. Yes. Um, so with greenhouses, you usually see these things in the movies and on YouTube and in big form setups where people have their tunnels and they grow under tunnels, especially cabbages and mushrooms and all those things. So here in our village, people have their greenhouses going from the end of February, basically. And why they do that is they have their greenhouse tomatoes and then their normal tomatoes that they plant outside. Here, the last official frost date, I think, is somewhere end of April. But most people only start 
putting things out in the garden mid-May and by putting things in the greenhouse in March or April already, again, Northern Hemisphere, it means that when you are just going to start planting outside in your garden, you may already have fresh tomatoes that are growing in your greenhouse. So that is one of the reasons many people have greenhouses, is just to extend that season. And then you can take the greenhouse and you can also protect it with shade cloth. And that means that when it's really warm in midsummer, you have a cooler place for growing vegetables that usually would suffer when it's outside and it's in the heat of summer. So we bought our greenhouse and we don't have a normal hoop frame. It's a hoop house, but the frame is It's more, a pitched. It's, it's a pitched. We've gone pitch. for a pitch because it gives us more flexibility as to what we can do inside. And it makes it easier for me to build a wooden frame for a proper opening door rather than just a flap on the and, front. And you can also extend it with wood then if you yes, want to. Yes, absolutely. Bring a part of it out. So we've just become so excited over the last few days. We had a greenhouse but it was a really makeshift thing that you built out of poles i think this is one of the things you'll put on youtube as well yeah no that was built out of wood harvested off of this property old wood and and it works and i think this is something that people know here but we sometimes forget that as long as you can put things together even if it's not perfect at least just start somewhere don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. That's such an and important phrase. We've learned so many lessons with that little greenhouse yes, that we, we had up. We understand so much more than I think yeah. we would have understood if we had the right thing from the beginning. The first year, for example, the plastic that we put over it didn't seal properly at the bottom. And I remember how we had a cold snap and you were so worried that all the tomatoes we that put in black. the week before was going to die, and I said, you know, I think they will be okay. They're oh. actually stronger than you think. And, that and, was, and they they looked terrible. They went black, and then they recovered. They, they recovered. But those ones that were on the end next to the, the sides of this greenhouse were the ones that got most hurt from the cold snap. And we learned from that how important it is that your greenhouse actually seals properly. It's so logical, but mm-hmm. you don't really think about it until it's something that you need you to do. You don't want with. an icy blast in those corners. You really don't want that. So those are things that we've started learning last year. We had our greenhouse sealed properly, and it was actually so funny. You would go in there, and because of all the humidity and evaporation, you'll be walking in the greenhouse and then just have this wet spot on the back of your neck as droplets yeah. were forming and, and dropping down, which was perfect. You want that humidity in there and, and it worked so, so well. So we learned a lot out of using things that were not really ideal yeah. on what the method in this madness is. So one of the things we're thinking of doing of this greenhouse is putting a table in there. So we will have the greenhouse sealed and then a table in the inside where... To serve beers and <laughs> snacks. Too, yes, and snacks. Oh. <laughs> and the chicken and so on. We want to lift the table, obviously, so that the chickens that may still be running in the greenhouse can just stay on the ground and not eat our seedlings. But we want to move our seedlings then into the greenhouse. So start them indoors and then take them 
there for the time while we start new seedlings in the house and just do a not really a rotation thing because we don't want to bring them back in the house but just the chickens or the seedlings the seedlings ah. start the seedlings indoors move them to the greenhouse where we will essentially have a double greenhouse yeah you'll, you'll have the greenhouse on the outside and then, and then a little, little greenhouse, greenhouse inside mm. that would hopefully because it's lifted it's on a table be warmer and hopefully just give us a, a growing season that starts earlier because last year we were still preparing the soil in this borrowed piece of garden that we've got in April yeah. so by the time we were supposed to start planting we were still preparing garden beds that was just grass and weeds and trees less than a month earlier before so it will be nice for us this year to be a little bit earlier on this thing and protect it from cold snaps because we know in any country spring can be nasty. It can spring nasty warm. surprises Ooh, on you. Oh, you don't want that. And you know what I'm just thinking as Come well? On. We've got all that lovely biochar that we made last year that's had the whole winter to settle with compost and stuff. And the chickens can now work that around. They can well, work that into the soil. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to what the chickens are going to help us do here. Having fencing up as well to keep them out of the yeah. places that we don't want them to go into. And just actually have a part of our food security in progress, I think. Yeah. Something and we are excited about doing. And I think that is one of the, if there's going to be lessons or a lesson out of this is we have learnt the whole concept, even though we've been relatively aware of it, but we've learnt function stacking. Mm. And, you know, we often, people talk about having chickens as a source of eggs or a source of no, meat. or that's not enough. They're way more than that. They are re really way more. And if you look at the, the idea of permaculture, uh, it is to create that circle, that yeah. true circle of life. Closed loops, basically. Closed loop nothing, systems. Nothing in your garden or on your property should be removed again. If you can keep everything on your property, so food scraps, food waste, if it can just stay there and feed the soil again and feed your animals again when you have animals and feed you it's it's natural. We joke about the circle of life, and if you've seen Lion King, the song would play in your head. But it's more about being able to recognize how things can be used again and again, and how it can be part of a system, and how you do not want waste. You don't want things mm -hmm. that will just end up in a landfill, for example. Well, pollution and waste is a sign of inefficiency. And you want to see inefficiency? Go and have a look at a city waste dump. Yes. You want to see efficiency? Go and see what our waste stream looks like. We put maybe one little shopping bag of waste yeah. off of this property a and week. We've, and, and we've been good at that even when we were living in a city because you can you make consciously, a decision of yeah. how you purchase your vegetables yeah. and produce and things like that, how it comes packaged to your door and and, so the, and pretty much no food waste leaves no. this property. None. And even if you're in a city dwelling, comes back to just seasonal eating, which is something yes. I think we have spoken about a little bit, but which is important, being able to 
buy when things are in season and eat what is in season just because it's going to be so much better for you and for your budget and then again you're not wasting so much either but i think we've we've pretty much covered so what we're going to do how many pauses in this episode i'm aware way too many so i think it's but it's good that we could do that i think it's time for our second cup of coffee Ooh, I look forward to and that. then we are going to go and rest with our hands today we, we had a really hands, and if that is a an, a phrase that you have not yet heard rest with your hands please go and have a look at previous episodes you will find that there was a breakout episode called invitation rest with your hands and we would love to hear from people maybe if you listen to this episode and can think of how you can employ the same principle in your local community reach out and share that story and we would love to hear more about that and i'm going to say as well our website went live this last week so if you had been hearing the advert and us promoting the website and gone there and said but it's not there. Yeah, it is. It is there now. It is there now. And again, true to form, don't let uh, perfect stand in the way of the good. We are working on it and we will continually add and upgrade and change things. Please go and have a look at our other side of the business, what we do for for currency and, and for basic sheer enjoyment on the management consultancy side of things. Go and check that out. So go to our website at www.thejourneytohere.co.za. You'll hear it at the end of the show as well. There'll be a repeat of that. Go and check us out if you want to give us feedback, questions. And please share these episodes with whoever you feel like. We are obviously putting episodes out on the app that you are using here, but you will also be able to find it on the website should you feel like sharing it from there that would help us out a lot and uh, the youtube channel will also have some little time lapses i'm not going to put much effort into them but uh, there'll be some time lapses to go and have a look and the link to the youtube channel is on the website best place to go is to the journey to here.co.za and we look forward to catching you on the next episode of the journey to here wherever you're here may be thanks for joining us for this part of our journey we hope this episode added value for more information on what we do please visit our website at www dot the journey to here dot co dot za if you liked what you heard please join us on a regular basis by subscribing through your favorite podcasting platform even better listen to us on fountain fm where you can send us and other content creators sats in a value for value exchange we look forward to having you along for the rest of your journey to here. Wherever your here might be.